Every journey begins with a question. Our journey begins with this one. How can we lead to make the world better? Here, we explore that question through journeys of great success and accomplishment, confronting challenges and overcoming obstacles with leaders from around the globe, whose experience covers a vastly diverse range of background, sector, role, and expertise. One common thread unites them all. They are all leaders striving to make the world better. They are all better world leaders. So, welcome to the very beginning of Season 5 of Better World Leaders. Welcome, or welcome back, I should say, you know, this is the fifth season, so there's a small chance that you have, in some way, joined, co-created, simply by receiving you are co-creating, uh, or in fact participated in some way, shape or form in the platform that uh, Better World Leaders is rapidly becoming. So welcome to season five, a little bit more on the platform towards the back of this brief monologue about what awaits us in season five. So as you may well have appreciated if you have been in the audience um, for a little while, and if you haven't, well, this is how it goes. Uh, we have a topical flow, a topical focal point for each of our seasons. And season three and four was all around transformation and change. How do you do it? How do you sustain it? Season five is all about conditions and specifically about nurturing conditions. What are the conditions that need to be nurtured in order for any kind of transition, let alone transformation, to actually happen and, and to really build momentum and to drive the kind of change towards a better world that we on this platform absolutely 100% believe needs to occur. So just before I get to a little bit of a, a sort of a ta-da reveal of who the guests are, um, just a little bit on, on nurturing conditions and why it's our topic. Um, there absolutely is a plan, but that plan <laughs> is an emergent one and it's not chronological to what is becoming the sort of the body of work around better world leadership. And were there to be a chronology, then nurturing conditions would be very much upfront. Not necessarily at the beginning, but it would be very much upfront. And the reason for that is that the self-organizing collaborative collective that I co-founded for our leadership, as it's currently known, um, our theory of change, which you know, we've been evolving and establishing and, and, and sort of proving over the last six years, uh, we actually have nurturing conditions as the second phase of that theory of change, that you actually begin with really understanding you know, where you've been, the journey you've been on to this point, that you are already on a journey of change, and this is where you're at on that journey of change right now. That's the first phase. The second phase then is arguably the most important like you can always actually refine and recover and rediscover that state of understanding. But if you don't sufficiently explore and invest in and really nurture, and I use that word very intentionally, you nurture conditions, then any additional effort that follows is likely to be 
in some way reduced in its impact. You will not sustain the change that you set out to achieve. You may well not only not create the amount of good that you aimed to achieve or set out to you know, have the amount of regeneration you wanted to achieve, but you may actually end up doing more harm to yourself, to those you serve and to the system that you're trying to affect. If the conditions are not the right ones in you, in the group and in the system for the change to occur and be sustained and for transformation to essentially give birth to something new that is better. So there you go. That's my perspective on nurturing conditions. And to give you an example, our view on the diversity agenda um, is that the labeling of that work, the common term in use, actually reflects part of the problem. So if you work in an organizational context, you may be familiar with the acronym DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And yes, that's just an acronym. And yes, those are just three words. But what is interesting is that that actually often reflects the order in which attention is paid to each of those things, the amount of energy, effort, resources that is allocated and invested in them and the problems that that creates. So in our view, that needs to be reordered with one significant shift that inclusion actually comes first and that those are conditional elements, that you nurture the conditions for inclusion to occur. And that actually means that investing in increasing your diversity, because what you actually find is when you do more inclusion work, you find there's a lot of diversity that's unrecognized in the existing group very often, but then you can always bring more diversity into it. And then that diversity actually thrives because it's included. All the benefits of diversity can be released and equity actually then flows as an outcome from more inclusive diversity. So just as an example, and there's, there's many more that we're going to you know, really unpack, but conditions, very, very, very important. So who are we going to be unpacking the issue of nurturing conditions with? Well, for the first time in the history of this platform, um, we actually basically have got the whole season, well, at the point of recording here now, in early March, it's about two thirds actually recorded and all of the guests that remain are you know, locked in and you know, scheduled for recording you know, really over the next few weeks. So I have really for the first time because it's more of a movable feast typically, but for the first time now, I can actually not only say I have a really clear view of how this season is going to emerge, I know what is contained within it and I'm very excited and really have a have a high degree of anticipation of sharing it with you all so to not go into any specific detail at this point in time but i am going to share the specifics of everybody that at this point in time at least because there are two outliers who may may come in in addition to this but right here and now this is who we're going to be talking to and in the order that we are talking with them we're beginning with david drake who has been really formative uh, to me, to my work, uh, you know, has, has been extremely generous with his time 
um, and energy um, in helping me enable one particular piece of narrative, um, which some of you may be familiar with, uh, if you listen to the conversation between myself and Alice Howard Vice at the end of season three, David has really helped me elevate the meaning of that narrative, how it is shared and transmitted and hopefully you know, what it will um, become. Uh, so David Drake is the pioneer behind narrative coaching, integrated development, which is really a way of being in the world as a practitioner of learning and education, and the founder of the Moment Institute, which specifically focuses on liminal spaces, which I will not try and do a good job of explaining here. I will leave that to David in the episode which directly follows this introduction. Hot on the heels of David Drake is Wayne Visser. And how often do you hear this combination on someone's bio? A professor, a poet, and a pracademic. That is an academic who is very practical. And most recently, the author of an amazing book called Thriving. This is in fact the 40th or maybe 45th book that Wayne has authored. And this is an absolute just testament to all of the ways of being, the hows and the whys and the right nows around the kind of transition and transformative change that the world needs. Uh, Wayne is a professor at uh, the University of Antwerp Management School and the Cambridge Institute of Sustainability Leadership. He's a serious guy and we had a very serious but fun conversation about his book and his work. Wayne will be followed by a conversation with Lauren Tucker, who I like totally fanboyed out when I met her um, and realised that she had founded an organisation which I held in very, very high regard, Kiss the Ground, an organisation that really sort of elevated the dialogue around regenerative agriculture in the US. You may have seen the Netflix documentary that specifically featured their methodology. Um, and Lauren is on to pastures new, pun intended, and really looking at systemic change within the food system, as we'll explore. The conversation with Lauren will be followed by a conversation with Charlotte Connell, who really has for a long time worked in sustainability engagement, climate communication and climate tech advocacy. So that whole conversation is about all of those things. And Charlotte is a, is a wonderful being and a, and a, and a fellow parent sort of wrestling with, you know, communicating, you know, climate dialogue in a way which is appropriate but necessary, we believe, for kids. Um, so there's a few tender moments in that dialogue, to say the least. And hot on the heels of one fabulous Australian, another truly great one, Hugh McKay. Hugh is a really highly renowned Australian social researcher. He's been kind of right on the leading edge or even beyond the leading edge of sort of provoking what trends are really significantly shaping the Australian experience and the experience of being Australian. And his most recent book, which came out last year and uh, it was just an absolutely fabulously timed tome, The Kindness Revolution, um, I think really speaks for itself. And, 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 you know, this is a really compassionate conversation about kindness to self, others, and our societies, and really that there's a deficit of all of those things. And that, that really is kind of at the heart of a lot of the problems uh, and challenges systemically that we see in the world today. And that's just the first half of the season. Wow, 
<laughs> I know. So just, you know, you take a moment, you know, you know, compose yourself. And then we straight on in to another fabulous group of people, beginning with Ben Newsom, who is an absolute live wire. It's just this fabulous dude um, who for a very, very long time has been really sort of pushing the boundaries of educational experience programming and looking at, you know, what's good and what's not good and what else we need to do in the realm of education as the formative conditioning stage for leaders who will be leading our better world. That will be followed by Janine Bailey, who is a friend and a colleague uh, within the Climate Coaching Alliance, within our self-organising collective at 4i. And Janine is you know, a, a real sort of mover and a shaker in the coaching industry. She's a master coach, she's a coach trainer and supervisor. Um, and she and I really are on our own mission, uh, along with others, um, to sort of bring a lot more of the aptitude and capability of coaches to apply in regards to climate work. Uh, so really looking forward to sharing that one with you. And then sort of really immediately followed by a conversation with Josie McLean, one of the co-founders of the Climate Coaching Alliance, where Janine and I met. We'll be talking about systemic transformation, how that gets done. And that really is all based on Josie's PhD thesis. And then penultimately, Steve Moyer, a really interesting guy, a guy who, you know, I've kind of been in the same part of the world as for a long time as a recruiter. That was my 15 year career before I moved into, you know, sort of coaching and transformative program design. And Steve, right after the bushfires in Australia, founded a climate networking group for professionals. And his network is deepest in finance professionals, CFOs, you know, heads of risk and treasury, and all of those kind of functional, you know, organizational you know, sort of vocations that you wouldn't typically express uh, or expect to be expressing, you know, really sort of heartfelt, you know, desire to get involved with climate action, but they do and they are. And the group that Steve has formed, Professionals Advocating for Climate Action, has been a fantastic nurturing space uh, and a nourishing space uh, that I've been very glad to, to, to be a member of for the past year. Uh, so we have a really significant conversation about you know, climate and you know, who needs to step in and be involved. Um, and, and we then basically sort of wrap the season um, with a conversation where we see the return of Alice Howard Weiss, you know, a magical being who did such a wonderful job of holding me and holding the space for me to share, you know, that story of my own transformation. Um, and we're now, again, sort of turning the chairs around um, and exploring Alice's work, her space, her regenerative practice, uh, the work that she's doing to lead regenerative initiatives um, in Australia, um, and really what you know, nurturing conditions is all about. Uh, and this is somebody who is a deep practitioner of, you know, conditioning work, um, and I think really is, is is the culmination of all of these conversations. So that's what you can expect. There is a heck of a lot crammed in here there's a lot coming we're going to do our best to keep to our weekly flow um, you know there, there's disruption we all have experienced we've had covid um, we've had fires we've had floods we've got we're in flood right now as i record this that has disrupted us but we will we will persevere we will endeavor to keep going so just finally on the platform um we have had our first better world leaders event this year um 
it was an amazing event. Um, we we included four people uh, that have either been on at the point of um, at the event or were about to be on this uh, this podcast. Podcast. Um, we had David Drake. We had Janine Bailey, who, as you've just heard, will be on this season. And we've we also had Claire Marshall, who started season four. Um, and we had Betsy Reed, who spoke to discomfort and has her wonderful discomfort practice podcast. Um, yeah, we had an event again, sort of exploring the narrative transitional process, um, using my story as um, as an example. Um, and hopefully by the time this airs, I'll be able to share the link for that event, um, which was you know, hosted as part of the Climate Coaching Alliance's festival. Um, but really the invitation was to the Better World Leaders community to, to come and listen to that, uh, since there were so many of our co conversational co-creators involved. Um, so there will be more events. Um, we are currently scheduling them. We are looking at the theme of purpose and the theme of impact to run events, um, I hope, in July and October. Uh, so stand by, um, hoping to again reconvene conversations with previous and upcoming podcast guests. Uh, so if purpose and or impact are of interest to you, then keep an eye on the LinkedIn group. Join it to begin with. If you haven't already, there's a link in the show notes below. Um, and then keep an eye on that because as soon as I have the date scheduled, I will be inviting you and anybody else who is so inclined to come along to those events. Uh, and there'll be more community engagement uh, and community spaces coming as we get through the latter part of the year, as well as this course I keep promising you and I'm delivering on. So as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you are doing to create our better world. Thank you for listening to this, for your time and attention. Be well, lead well. As always, great thanks and appreciation to the team who contributed to bringing better world leaders to you. To Brendan Ward for production of all audio recordings and composition and performance of original music throughout each episode. To Cooper and the team at Radio Hub Studios for technical support and creative guidance during the episodes that are recorded face-to-face. -to, -face. to Knock Knock Studios for website design, hosting and advice and to Sarasa Design for logo and site graphics. You'll find audio and video recordings of this episode, as well as links to any specific recommendations or related resources that were mentioned today in the podcast area of 4iLeadership.com backslash insights. This is the Better World Leaders podcast, brought to you by 4i Leadership. world.